0: Here we go! Here we go! Raider Nation. Raider Nation. Welcome to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. Raider. Your home for the most real Raiders takes, predictive stats, and advanced analytics. We bleed silver and black. Here are your hosts, Raider Heart and Raspy Raider. <laughs>
1: Happy Halloween, Raider Nation. Welcome back to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. Hope you guys had a safe and happy Halloween weekend. Had a lot of fun, but it wasn't a lot of fun for the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday, guys. You're obviously listening to the Raiders-Saints post-game, post-mortem, I guess we should call it, after that performance. In a game where, you know, the Raiders got absolutely smoked. Laying another egg in that early window, early kickoff window, shut out 24 to nothing in in an abysmal, uh, embarrassing, disgusting performance. Raspy Raider and I are going to perform the autopsy here shortly. We're going to talk about, you know, just flat out, guys, is, is Josh McDaniels in over his head again as head coach? There's a lot of talk about that out there. One under-the-radar issue that really hasn't been that under-the-radar here on this show, but overall I feel like it has been, is something that needs major discussion again here today. We're going to go over that. And guys, basically, who's to blame for one of the most pathetic and anemic offensive showings probably in Raiders franchise history? We obviously have to talk about that. That's the elephant in the room. And... Um, got my co-host here my co-pilot raspy raider probably just as befuddled as i am and and many of you guys are out there raspy before we set the table man what's your <laughs> i'm almost afraid to ask but what's your your initial thoughts about this massacre that took place
0: Well, you're talking about the, uh, you know, hoping everybody had a good time on this Halloween weekend. I think uh, maybe some of these guys went down to the bayou and had a little bit too good of a time because it sure looked like they were all hungover Sunday morning. It was absolutely pathetic, lethargic. Any, Any word you want to throw at it that is trash, I mean, We're over here trying to fight and scratch and claw to keep our hopes alive because of the hole we've already put ourselves in, and this is what we
1: get? Man,
0: it's not good, man, and that's putting it lightly.
1: It was disgusting guys. I mean it was absolutely embarrassing. These are one of the this is one of those performances that this organization seems to give us two or three times every single season where it's almost embarrassing to be a Raider fan. Of course we're never going to leave this Raider Nation behind, you know, this is where our heart is, but man oh man and and on that note guys, I actually have an apology that I want to level to Raider Nation here shortly right after we just you know take a quick second to set the table guys and remind you it's always good to vent after a mind blowing performance by the Raiders like that guys in a big spot and a lot of you guys found us on social media after the game and during the game and that's really a great place to do it. You guys can always find us especially on Twitter at silver underscore hack. You can also find us on Facebook as well and for those that just kind of like to chill and listen to the show and aren't as much into social media as much these days, we got you there too. Uh, you can get us on basically anywhere that you're currently getting your podcast at right now, currently. So you can find us anywhere that you're currently listening to your current, your, your uh, current shows. So make sure to like, share and subscribe and hit that notification button. So you don't miss any content coming out. Cause there's going to be a lot of venting going on here with this team you don't want to miss that and of course the realist Raiders takes and everything else that comes along with this show but Raspi I got to start this thing out I'm kind of having a hard time formulating my thoughts uh, to start to start us off here because well number one that performance was so mind-numbing it, it, it'll do that to you at number one but number two I just have to get something off my chest to Raider Nation Raspi I just kind of I gotta to apologize to you guys because I feel like I I was duped, you know. You guys look to us for the realest Raiders takes, not fanboy stuff and 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 that kind of thing. There's a lot of that out there. If you if you want to find the fanboy takes, there's you know un, unlimited options out there to find that kind of content. But Raspy, I feel like I took the bait with this team. I drank the Kool Aid. And, you know, for me to pick this team to win just about every week, I think except for maybe the – I think it was the Chiefs week was the only one that I actually picked us to lose. For a team that has not put together four quarters of consistent football yet this season, for a team that has not yet – that has yet to win on the road this season, Raspy, I just feel like I personally owe Raider Nation – Raider Heart owes everybody an apology out there because – I just, I drank the Kool-Aid and and I promise going forward, I'm going to give you guys the real takes and I'm not going to let this fanboy stuff seep into the soil anymore because Lord knows that I shouldn't have picked this team to win every single week when they haven't earned it. They haven't shown it on the field yet, Raspi.
0: I'm right there with you. I think the majority of nation is too, man, a lot of that is, you know, is, thinking, oh, we're, we're just working these kinks out, man. You finally got the offense rolling a little bit. I get it. It was against the Texas Texans, and it was at home, and I get that. But nobody saw this coming, man. I mean, another thing, too, you know, kind of coincides is, and Harden and I spoke about this. I think we touched on it a little bit last week, is as soon as, you know, they start talking about us in the media, man, You already got. you already know. We should just know this by now you know, falling into that trap, it's like you can set your damn watch to it. They start, oh, you know, you got Nick Young or whatever out there. And what was his name? Nick what?
1: Nick Wright.
0: Nick Wright. You know, the the notorious Raider haters. Like, oh, man, I'm not writing these guys. You know, he should have known. You know, but either way. So I think we were all kind of guilty of that. And the damn sure one thing is I never want to be as some fanboy. So I'm with you on that. gotta, I got to apologize on that, too, because I think that's the only game I had him, you know, missing was the Chiefs game. Other than that, I picked them to win. A lot of that is because, you know, maybe it's just at the core of me. I just want them to win, and I see, you know, like what stuff looks like on paper. But, hey, man, if it's not correlating to what's going on on the field, then you're really just kidding yourself. So, man, another person who I've got to give a quick little – apology to it as well was last week's show on ask raspy man commitment to excellence the dennis allen thing the dennis allen effect i was oh blown. yeah i underestimated what that looked like man that's been i mean heart correct me when we were talking i think it's been like eight years seven eight years since this guy was here and it looked like he knew exactly what to do to make car very uncomfortable and look just pathetic, man. I've seen high school quarterbacks put up better showings than that, man. You know, I mean, come on, Carwood. 101 yards, throwing again another game where he's under 60%, holding the ball, late as hell, looking confused, getting smashed because he can't manipulate the pocket with his feet, which is something he did so well last week, and we were giving him all kinds of love for it. So yeah, commitment to excellence. You were right, man. Dennis Allen effect. Was huge, and I'm sorry that I underestimated that. I didn't mean to, like, you know, disregard it or act like it was nothing. Obviously, I was wrong. So, gotta give it to him, man. The, the guy was on point.
1: I was wrong too. Commitment, commitment to excellence. Uh, Raspy brings up a really great point. I kind of dismissed it too, and I was every bit, uh, you know, on the wrong side of that equation as well. I mean, it looked like he scripted this thing against Derek Carr. I mean, it couldn't have gone. He couldn't have executed a game plan any better. And another thing that I brought up in the preview show, Raspi, that played out almost immediately. And you uh, you texted me early in the game, I think it was, saying, Oh boy, we saw the first couple of attempts from Carr. So we kind of know what what game that we're going to be getting from Carr. And you were right about that. And we're going to get into that here in just a split second. But it's like, you know, I said, what was going to happen when we didn't know if it was going to for sure be the Saints game, but I had a feeling it would. We said, what's going to happen when a team at some point is able to slow Josh Jacobs down from this Hall of Fame running pace that he was on? That wasn't going to go on forever. He wasn't going to run for 2,700 yards or something like that. And we knew that. What was going to happen when teams load up the box? Could this passing attack adjust on the fly and and take advantage of all of the mismatches that that presents. Well, Raspi, you you started to sort of get into the answer there. 15 out of 26 for that 101 yards you spoke of, 3.9. One more time, 3.9 yards per attempt, guys, with the horrible interception that he was throwing into triple to quadruple coverage. Have no idea what in the world he was looking at on that. Fourteen QBR, which is probably generous. That's,
0: that's the one that got me. I was like, "Man, a fourteen QBR!" And like you said, that was probably generous. Wow, I, didn't I mean, cut in, but damn.
1: I mean, it, it, seriously. I mean, you really could justify zero. I mean, he really didn't generate anything. You didn't even. This, I mean, the fifty quarterback rating is also really bad. But you know, you you texted me early saying that here we go again, and and you didn't like the the way he looked. And before I could even respond by saying, you know, let's not jump the gun or let's give him a chance or any of that kind of thing, it was obvious that you were right, man. I mean, the offense doesn't even cross midfield, Raspy. I mean, can you even wrap your head around an offense that let's just just erase everything else off the board, okay? You have Devontae Adams alone, and you can't cross the 50-yard line, let alone Renfro and let alone Josh Jacobs, who would come in there on – a, hands down a Pro Bowl pace can you what can't even get past midfield Raspi what in the world uh, please man take take it from me because I'm about to lose it right now
0: I'm going to take it and I'm going to make it worse man there was a point in that game I think it was late in the third early in the fourth and they had had 25 plays in the opponents territory we had zero. You can't crack the fifty-yard line, man. What are we even talking about? How in the hell can a man be in the league for nine years and be the sure-shot, sure-fire starter every single freaking year? And here we are coming out, and you can't even put a one play into. He's he's he was one of nine for. Ten yard for plays ten yards or more down the field. He had a three point nine average per pass. Are you kidding me? Like what are we talking about,
1: man? <laughs> this is just,
0: I mean this is it is it's laughable. You're not wrong. It's laughable. I mean, for crying out loud, man, I could go out and do that. I could go throw for hundred yards. And anybody that doubts me, strap up. I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. And then it won't look pretty, but I'll get us hundred and one yards. Give me a break, man. Nothing looked good. Nothing worked. Everything, they just condensed everything, and this team just flat out beat us up. There's no way around it. In every way, shape, or form, they put it on us, man. Sometimes you have those games where, you you know, we don't really have them, but you see them, you know. I'd love to see one. We ain't going to see those. Not until something serious changes on defense, but – where a team just beats the brakes off the team in front of them, and that's what happened. I mean, it was god awful.
1: Hundred and eighty-three total yards of offense, Raspy Raider. I mean that. The, by the way, that's the lowest total yards. That's the lowest output by any team in any game this season. This is the problem that I have here, guys. You know, I've I've been an unapologetic car supporter. Through these years, there's been some ups, there's been some downs. We all know that. It's really easy to back this guy when you know he's throwing for 300 yards and and doing the and doing his thing, shucking and jiving, as Raspy likes to say. That's one thing, but it's a lot harder when when you have games like this. But here's here's the problem that I'm having here, Raspy, with this offensive production. You know, failing to cross the 50, the 183 yards. So Derek Carr right now is on pace. For 3,900 yards and change, a little bit over that, but just under 4,000 yards and 22 touchdowns, Raspy. And this is something that we've talked about plenty between the two of us off the air over over the last few months. And I may as well even say, too, I may as well throw this in here, too. If you take the last 17 games going back to last season, so this also includes this playoff run where we won the games down the stretch and and the playoff game and everything else. Over the last 17 games, so a whole season's worth of evidence, 20 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, four lost fumbles. So that's that's about 1.18 touchdowns for every 1.06 turnover, something close to that. So this proves the failure, Raspy. I can't back this anymore because we talked about the fact that adding Devontae Adams, his hand-picked guy, his hand-picked best friend, his homie from, from college, best receiver in the league, and it's not going to make any impact at this rate on his touchdowns, his yardage, Raspy, I'm getting to the point where I'm I'm drawing I'm drawing low on ammo to to back my guy here, man. I, I'm I'm not totally off of it yet, but it's it's getting it's getting late in the game for me. I'll just I'll just leave it at that.
0: I'll tell you right now, man. I am like I have been. I have literally like put I've holstered, man. I've holstered these guns and kind of stayed off of him, but it's still it, it rears its ugly head. Every season, man, how like, – I heart said it too. It's like how can you have two to three of these games a season? I get a fluke game here or there where it's like the team just – everything worked right that they were trying to do against you and it was just impossible. But I still – that doesn't justify a zero-point output from an offense who was quite frankly, you know, in the top five in scoring. So – this comes back to him, man, and I'm sorry. These are hard ones to shake, Carr. You've got to wear this one. you got to eat this one. This is all you, man. You know, we could sit here and say, oh, yeah, the defense sucked. They didn't do any. Man, our money is predicated and pushed towards this offense, man. I tell you right now, if you would have told me that extending Renfro, extending Waller, bringing in Devontae, was going to bring us this, I would have said, man, take all that money. We'll take Devontae. Don't don't extend either one of the other two. And let's put that towards some defense because that's just something flat out we can't play right now. And we look bad. And the defense did adjust in a sense and gave up seven points in the second half. But the thing was is that's not even – it didn't even really matter. We were already – it was already over. So I'm not going to give Graham any kind of nod for only giving up seven in the second half. I, I know we put him in some bad positions, man. But at the same time, there's just plays, these big plays. That Camara play was just trash. We're just trying to – everybody on our defense was just like we were on the TV watching him run by. Oh, yep, later. What are we doing, and we'll be- man?
1: And we'll definitely get into the defense here in a second. I just feel like
0: Carr has to be able to, in these type of games, man, when it starts out lousy and it starts out real ugly, he's got to be able to break through that and at least come back and keep us competitive, man. There wasn't a second in that game that we were competitive. And and there's no excuse for that, man. And you know what? This guy, people want to treat him and pay him like he's elite. He's not elite, dude, and he's not the guy that's going to get us there. I'm sorry. Unless you have a top five, top ten defense, it ain't happening. And like Hart said, he was the one that was banging the table saying, resign these guys, bring in my homeboy, all this. He should have known himself, man. You need defensive help, brother, because you ain't going to go out and score us 30. You're not Mahomes. You're not You're not Josh Allen. You're not going to go out and score us 35 a game. Hell, you couldn't even put a point on the board. 14 QBR. Give me a break, man. This dude should have been pounding the table for defense is what he should have been doing.
1: Well, that's my point to the just get him a defense crowd, which I've been a part of. So, you know, if this makes me a hypocrite, I'm just keeping it real here. This is where we got it wrong, guys, because if we're going to blame somebody about the defense, at what point does Derek Carr start getting blamed for this? Because... Raspy, let me just ask you: What kind of what kind of leeway do you feel like this new coaching staff, Josh McDaniels, and and the front office with Ziegler, what kind of have they accommodated Derek Carr and, and his and his requests so far? Would you say pretty well? Absolutely. Would you say that they've pretty much given him everything that that, that he's asked for without too much pushback? How could you deny it? You just mentioned Adams, and obviously Derek Carr knew what kind of financial salary cap commitment that that was going to take and draft pick. They weren't going to – Green Bay wasn't just going to gift Devontae Adams for, you know, an early Black Friday gift for the Raiders. That was going to take –
0: Yeah, he he was still under contract. He he was still under contract. I mean, absolutely.
1: It was going to take a huge offer, and those it was going to involve draft picks. So, Derek Carr could have just as easily said, you know, go get me a number one corner, a young corner. Go get me J.C. Horn from, you know, from from Carolina or or whoever it was, or or pass rush help. So it's hard for me to sit there and say, you know, what about the defense? Well, Derek Carr's not advocating for defense, guys. He's advocating for offense. And Raspy Raider br- talked about the salaries, and this is this is something that has to be talked about now because. Adams one catch for three yards on five targets, Renfro one catch for six yards on two targets. Two. I remember a time where Renfro was actually uh, one of Derek Carr's favorite targets. Who knows where that's gone? It's the Kelly Bundy effect. You add Adams, the old the old comfort blanket goes out the window. And you you talk about the contracts. This is where it's so important. Carr, Adams, and Renfro, the Raiders have just under $80 million invested in these guys, $78.8 million. That's not even including the Waller contract, okay? And it's not happening on offense. We haven't put together a full four quarters of offense yet this season. Rasby says quite obviously we do not score a point. We do not cross midfield against a better than what better than the numbers say defense, but still not a defense that should have – shut us down. So, Raspy, I'll just ask you, man. Let's just put it all out there in the, on the table, bro. Was this Adams trade a mistake, given the results? Not that he's... I'm not saying that he's overrated. I still think he's an elite, great receiver, okay? I'm talking about the decision to bring him in. Yeah, Did no. You-
0: uh, yeah, as far as the Adams trade, for sure. And see, I guess for me, it's tough, man, because I, I truly feel like we need that man because we just haven't had a true number one in so long. So I guess I start to – the first thing that's popping up in my head is the extensions of Renfro and Waller. I mean, going back, dude, I mean, literally midway through the season, last season, did either one of these guys show you enough to to predicate putting that kind of money into either one of them? At least Devontae has, you know, a track record. I mean – Renfro kind of disappeared there the second half of the season. And Waller was limited and wasn't a big factor either. So if I could go back and have it my way, I'd still do the Devontae trick. But I would not re-sign either one of those guys. You see what denying these, you know, these guys of stuff. Look what it's done to Josh Jacobs. So I don't know. But like you said, man, I mean, five targets for Adams? That's not enough, man. I'm sorry. This guy needs to get targeted. If you're throwing the ball damn near 30 times, he better be getting a third of those.
1: And the fact that he's had, like, three of his worst five statistical games of his career this year already. Yeah. You know, you, you have to go back, like, to his rookie season with Rogers to find anything else remotely like this. And he's got three out of those top, you know, worst four or five games has been – this season with Derek Carr Raspi. We were sold the chemistry, man. We were sold the the ready-made, right out of the box, you know, ready-to-go chemistry between these guys. We were not we were not sold that there's going to be any, any sort of a runway that was going to be needed to get these guys off the ground or anything like that. And you know, I hear what you're saying about you would you would go ahead with the Adams move, but not the other two. And I hear what you're saying because Adams is an elite receiver, still right at the top 1 or 1A best in the league. I think Tyreek has an argument for that too, the way he's played this year. But the reason why I still would hesitate on it is not because I don't think Adams is worth it. It's because when you do that with Derek Carr, you're committing to Derek Carr. I know this is going to sound bizarre coming from me, guys, but you still, that still signals that you're still building around this thing to where it's still going to be a Derek Carr-led passing attack don't Raspby, don't you think it's funny that with all this financial investment in, in carr and these weapons, that the two games that we did win this year is it's been because Josh Jacobs and the running attack took center stage. The passing attack was a complimentary piece at, at most. The one game where it was completely taken off the board and it was all put on Derek Carr and this passing attack, all these high-priced weapons minus Waller, and they they failed they failed to even score a let alone score a point, they couldn't even crack midfield.
0: Throwing up a donut, man, when it's all on you. Like, you're not wrong. I mean, Jacobs – and we should have beat the Chiefs too. And he didn't – he didn't make the plays there at the end. There was a numerous opportunities he had to make the plays after, you know, Jacobs put the team on his back and just ran his butt off. I mean, what is? He's not it, guys. I'm sorry. I mean, we've had these conversations back and forth where it's like, well, look at guys like Trevor Lawrence, you know, who was supposed to be a sure shot, sure fire thing. Uh, I know and I get that side of it. But ultimately, man, one thing that I have always, and any one of you guys that goes back on this show with us knows, my main thing with Carr, the main discrepancy I have is he lacks that killer instinct man yeah he's some rah-rah every now and again blah, blah blah i'm sorry man do you think for a second that anybody any other quarterback i mean i'm talking damn near through the league with the weapons that we have couldn't put up 10 to 15 points a game minimum even in the worst of situations the fact that It was literally a donut at the end. And the only time we cracked midfield was with our backup quarterback. This is a problem, man, and we have to figure this out. One thing I do trust is that McDaniels has shown some of that killer instinct, you know, the stuff that Carr has the lack thereof. Learning from a guy like Belichick, he will move on from you. He will go and get a guy to replace you if you are not coming through. So maybe there's some light at the end of the tunnel or a silver lining there and there's somewhere, but man, that sucks. But when you got a team committing everything they can to you to make you better and to help you in your situation every single year, no matter how that may turn out, And this is the kind of stuff with our backs against the wall with a chin. Man, we're we're here. We're week eight. We're done.
1: It's over. We're done. It's a wrap.
0: Less than midway through the season, we are done. I'm so sick of this crap, dude. I cannot, cannot fathom another season of this, man. I mean, this is just ridiculous. You could do this with a rookie quarterback. We could go two and five with a rookie. Come on, bro! You're supposed to be that savvy veteran who we just put all this money into helping you make your life just so easy. But when when Josh Jacobs can't give you 150 uh, on the ground per week, this is what we get. Well, like Hart said, that stuff we knew was going to come to an end. You're not going to run for a buck forty, buck fifty every week in this league. It's not going to happen. And as soon as we saw a team just put everything they had to shut that down, we looked like a midget football team out there trying to play in the NFL. I mean, it was pathetic, dude. This was sad. <laughs> Carr had three sacks. I think there was two or three times alone he threw to Foster and Moreau and Moreau lost yards, so he just just destroying Moreau's stat sheet. Moreau's got, <laughs> you know, two of his catches were for a negative six, seven yards, So there's sacks there, too. That's a sack. As far as I'm concerned, you lose yards, that's a sack. The fact that he dumped it off and it didn't look so bad because it wasn't on his sheet, he just gave it to Moreau, that's, that's dirty, man. That's horrible. So Carr literally accounted for pretty much six sacks yesterday. I know three's on the sheet, but every bit of six. The guy looked confused. He looked scared. He looked there was times I saw him flat footed as hell out there too. Just looking confused. Like he had never seen an NFL defense like this in his life.
1: It's just You know, I was talking to Raider fans after the game on Twitter, and you know, I I was kind of doing my thing, defending Derek Carr, but then I caught myself, Raspy. I caught myself for the first time. I'd never really had this sort of awakening before. I, I kept responding back to these guys saying, you know, it's what about the defense? You know the whole thing. What about the defense? And, you know, I don't think Carr is the biggest problem, that kind of thing. And then it hit me. How are you going to go anywhere in a passing league when you're, all your salary cap is in the quarterback and the, and the weapons around the quarterback. And the best that I can say about this guy right now is that he's not the biggest problem. I just, when I, when that hit me, imagine saying that about any team that's built around the passing game. Well, the quarterback is not the biggest problem. So that's the best you could say, like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe that doesn't make sense. Raspi, maybe that was one of those things that only makes sense in your own mind or whatever, but what what am I doing here?
0: No, hell no. That makes complete and utter sense. I totally see where you're coming from, you know, but like, what a horrible, like, it's not even a cop out because it's just kind of the truth, but at the same time, it's like that should be the guy who's making your team ascend, not like a guy you look at and you're like, well, he's not the biggest problem. you know what I mean? like That's the
1: most important out. position in sports and I'm saying, and I'm saying the best thing I could say about the most impactful position in football is that it's not the biggest problem,
0: yeah, yeah,. So I get you, man. I feel you, brother. I mean, I think Nation feels you too on that one. It's He's he's your not. He's... is supposed to help your team ascend, man. It's the most important position in all of sports. I mean, even in baseball, man, I mean, your pitcher, the guy with the ball in his hand, that's the most important guy. But do they run through those? You know, they obviously play 160-some games, but they run through those and they have multiples. When it comes to football – you got one guy. He's your guy. Called the most important position in all of sports for a damn reason. And when all you can say is that he's not the biggest problem, you've got problems.
1: He's not super Dave Osborne, right? Remember him when we were kids? Oh, yeah. Raspy? Oh, yeah.
0: We're, d- sun we're sun dating guy? ourselves right now, but
1: yeah. <laughs> okay, but he he's not super Dave, man. he You don't get paid. Stuntmen like that, you—they get paid just to attempt greatness, to attempt the thing that that you, to dare to do the thing. That's not what a quarterback. He's getting paid forty million dollars. We're not—you're not Super Dave, man. You're not getting paid to try. You're getting paid to to win the games and. We put everything – this is the thing, man. We put everything around Derek Carr and the passing attack. And so far, we have not been able to win a single game this season where the passing attack was center stage. That's a huge problem. And Raspy, another thing to me, everybody talks about Waller, uh, Darren Waller. And, I, hey, I'm as frustrated as anybody that he wasn't able to go again this week despite practicing. And from all accounts on the field, you know, people, all the reporters are saying that he looked really crisp in his warm-ups, but look, he's he's the only one that's in his body. He feels the hammy. Maybe he felt something sort of not up in there on the field, whatever. He didn't play, okay, and, and I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm pretty sure Raspy's frustrated. We haven't talked about it a lot, but I'm pretty sure he is, and a lot of people out there in Raider Nation are. But my question to you, Raspy, is where's that same energy, as they, as they like to say now, why aren't we keeping that same energy for Renfro, man? When's the last time any of us – I said this a couple weeks ago and it's still true. When's the last time any of us has said third and Renfro about anything, man? Renfro has been terrible in this offense, Rasby, so far. He has not warranted his contract. I just want to focus on him for just a split second. What is up with Hunter Renfro and why are we giving him a pass so far?
0: Well, I'm not giving him a pass. I mean, I, I see what you're saying, though, because I think I think it's because of all these just big names. I mean, you know <laughs> – well, that's a, that's a big name. That's a big name. Adams, obviously, that's a gigantic name. Renfro was supposed to be a big name. What I don't understand, and I'm with you on this, then we do need to be more critical for sure, because look, looking back at these Josh McDaniels offenses from the past, and I'm not trying to live in the past, so bear with me, but I'm just saying, like, dude, he's like that Wes Welker Julian Edelman type little shifty guy who at least we thought he was so I don't understand why but this comes back to Carr he has two targets and one of the two you throw into quadruple coverage like you're trying to take a Maserati down to 405 at 100 miles an hour it's not going to happen that was an (laughs) ill-advised trash of a throw and so literally 50% of the targets he had one of them You know, we're in in quadruple coverage. So I don't know, man. I don't get it. I don't understand where the separation is as far as getting him involved in this and how he used to be able to separate. He looks like he's running around in mud. He looks like garbage. Going back to the Clemson days, there was guys that literally thought when they'd see him walk in with a Clemson shirt on that he was like part of the faculty. You know, maybe he was, you know, the – Water boy, well, he's playing like a water boy right now because this is just its not what we signed up for, man. He got a really nice contract to come in here and to be that, you know, slot machine, that third and Renfro, like you said. I, I don't know. I don't get it, man. I mean, does it just come down to just maybe he was overhyped and overblown and he's not as good as we thought he was?
1: I don't know. I think it's possible. We do that a lot, man. We know. do that with with different raiders, and you know it, it it has happened. I'm not ready to say that with Renfro yet, but it just has not been there, man. It has not been there going back to last season. So we can't just put it on the McDaniel's offense, which that would make sense either. Like you said, they are they're, they they kind of like revolutionized the slot yeah, receiving yeah. position, you know, they with did. guys that have very similar skill set to what Renfro has. It's, and and you re sign him. And to, for this, like, you you commit to him to re-sign him, and this is all that uh, – it just doesn't make any sense, Raspy. And the other thing, we, we need to talk about this one under-the-radar issue, too, that we talk about, but a lot of other people – I don't hear hardly anybody else mention this, and this has been – a just like the defense, this has been something that's cropped up for years or falling apart when – the, you know, the national spotlight finally hits the Raiders. They finally fall apart. It's this 1 p.m. Eastern uh, time zone kickoff, that this early window kickoff, Raspy. This is something that this gets us every single season, man. And, you know, going back, let's just go back 2017, Raiders go on the road to the Pats, lose 33 to 8. Last year, even though Kansas City is not the East Coast, a lot of times when you go to Arrowhead, you play in that that early window. They beat us 35-3 in 2018. 2019, the Jets, remember this? The Jets beat us 34-3. I know that we all remember that. And then later on that same year, the Chiefs beat us 40-9. to 2020, the infamous Atlanta game, 43-6. to We got... Uh, was it Re, Re, uh, Raheem Mathis? Was that their their coordinator? We got him like defensive. We got him a uh, head coaching interviews and Raheem all that. Moore.
0: Bas- Raheem, Raheem
1: Moore. Raheem Moore. Yeah, Raheem Moore. We got him like coaching head coaching interviews yep. that often because of what he did to us. And then of course we, we had to happen in twenty twenty one. You know the Chiefs blow us out forty eight to nine. Ras, I think this is a bigger deal than – you hear people mention this in passing. I remember in 2016 when the Raiders made the playoffs that first year with Carr and we went down to Tampa Bay with Jameis Winston and beat him in that wild, wild overtime game where Carr threw for like 400 yards and hit Seth Roberts on that seam route in overtime and took it to the house.
0: Where he got hit and spun around and took that thing to the house. I remember it.
1: Exactly that play and that was really great game in Raiders memory in our memories in Raiders history. What I also remember about that game is all the talk going into that game about can Jack Del Rio at the time can Jack Del Rio and the Raiders break this long losing streak at you know these early window kickoffs it's gone on so it, this is something that has even predated Derek Harr. I mean he had to snap it in 2016 and here we are in 2022 and it's still an issue raspy. I believe that this is something that the Raiders need to address internally. This is something that, you know, Mark Davis, a lot of people want Josh McDaniels fired guys, but I hate to break it for those that that want that. Mark Davis already released a statement this afternoon saying that he's going to be here for a while. Josh McDaniels is. So it's obviously, you know, he's going to be here for a while. And I think that's the right move, but, Either Josh McDaniels and his staff have to get serious about this problem or whoever the next Raider regime coach and GM are after this, if they can't get this figured out, that needs to be part of the hiring process, Raspi. We need to know what's your philosophy on offense, what are you going to do for a defensive coordinator, and what are you going to do about the traveling on these, these early window games because it's a problem, man. Am I overblowing this? Because I think it's something that has to be addressed systemically at this point.
0: No, you're not. And it has been something that we've talked about. It seems like every year on the show is it's always, I hate 11 o'clock games that are, it's not, it's not bad when we're at home. It's when we got to go and travel, whether it be the East coast or mid, whatever, wherever it's at, it's, it's like we jump on a plane and start heading away from, you know, the desert, whether that be in California or be in Las Vegas, Nevada, it's, it's a problem so I was really really banking that you know McDaniels would continue to bump these trends I mean he did it last week in the red zone and we were all like ecstatic you know It's, it's like we started to see some growth and some progression man and then you go out and you do the same damn thing that we've done for you know 20 years going on the road, and just getting mollywhopped by these lesser teams at their house in an early game. I mean, no, you're not overblowing it. It's it's a problem. It's a very big problem.
1: This even goes back beyond, well, actually, it goes back exactly 20 years. I remember the 2002 Raiders, Rich Gannon, Brown, Rice, the whole, that loaded Super Bowl roster. Remember this, Raspy? We started off, was it Four and O or whatever it was, we go down to Miami in that early window, and we get we, we get the brakes speed off us by Jay Feedler, yep, and and the Miami the Miami Dolphins. So this is something you know they were trying to put it on the heat at that time because it was earlier it was in in uh, early October. It was still it was very hot and humid in Miami at that point, but the, you know I it it's not just the humidity because this happens every and. And what's weird about it, Raspy, is that when they play, when they go on the road and they play in the primetime window, they also don't have this problem. Car's been very good in primetime games, home or away. It's this early window. I don't know what it is, but they have to look at it systemically. And I just hope that because we've had how many seasons go there? And it's always at the easy part of the schedule, too, right?
0: Yep. Oh, always. It's usually kicking off the easy part of the schedule.
1: Exactly right. It's kicking off Atlanta the Jets. And, you know, this is also where I think transitioning over to the defense because that obviously they didn't play their best game either. I don't think it was there. It wasn't on the defense yesterday because literally the minute that they gave up a field goal, the game was over because, you know, the offense didn't score. So unless they just shut out and took something back to the house, it wasn't going to happen. But, This lack of consistency on defense, does that play into those early window struggles as well, Raspy? Because they talk about defense is the thing that travels more than offense.
0: I think it has to. I mean, I think it obviously has to. And I mean, the defense, man, as hard as I, you know, was going on them just a little bit ago, we, we came out three and out. Defense gets their opportunity. They push them three and out. We come out again, three and out. Defense comes out yet again, three and out. The defense was trying early to set you up and give you opportunities, man. But like you said, they could have scored a field goal and it was enough because you didn't score a freaking point. But, yeah, I mean, our defense early and often was really trying their damnedest to give us an opportunity to take the lead and – we just flat out couldn't do it. And this is what you get.
1: I don't know what to think. I mean, again, I'm not going to put this, like you said, like we both said, actually, you know, this one wasn't as much on the defense. Sure, the defense could have done more. They could have dominated the game or whatnot. They could have created some turnovers. But, I mean, the offense really almost, you know, first off, the defense only gave up 24 points, which is about what they've, I think, in every single game this year, but but one game against, was it the Chiefs? That's all that they've given up or less. So that really, you know, 24 points, if you got the offense that we're supposed to have, should be easy breezy in the big easy. So that that's, that's not some insurmountable situation there, Raspy. And then, you know, for me defensively, though, if we could get on it, it just, the thing that bothers me the most is that, you know, coming into this matchup, there's no Drew Brees anymore. Michael Thomas was not there anymore. We could also have mentioned this on the offensive side, the fact that Adams had a rookie on him most of the game yeah. and we weren't able to exploit that.
0: No Marcus Lattimore, no Jarvis Landry. I mean, literally, dude, we just got beat by the Red Rocket and a depleted, lousy beat- team. I mean,
1: what in the hell? Sounds like a bad doo yeah. you know, in the 50s. The Red, Red, Rocket, Rock- the the Red beat- Rocket and the Expendables. Right. I mean, that's literally what happened, though, and I and agree. defense it, it really wasn't any different because they go into this game, Raspy. Where I even fell into this, where I was even touting Patrick Graham's mind, his ability to match up and in, in game specific game or matchup specific game plans that kind of thing. Well, Raspy, you go into this game and you know right from we could have we could have been in the meeting rooms and we would have said the same thing. The two guys you have to worry about in this situation without Drew Brees anymore are Taysom Hill, which you mentioned on the show in your, in your matchup points. And he went off on us. And he went off. And Alvin Kamara. Those are the two guys. No no, Michael Thomas, like you said. Those are the two guys. Well, they both go off on us, man. Combined on the ground, they, they, uh, Hill and Kamara go for 28 carries for 123 yards and a touchdown. And Kamara through the air, nine catches, 96 yards, and two touchdowns. You talked about that terrible effort where Merrigan and some of these guys were jogging after Dalton had hit uh, Kamara on one of the angle routes. Raspi, what's going on? Is it effort? Are, are they not buying into this thing? How do they lose? You go into a matchup where the two guys you have to worry about are Batman and Robin, and then you come in, and the two guys that beat you are Batman and Robin. I don't understand that.
0: Well, you know what? they You know what they weren't going to do was let our bad of Robin with Carr and Jacobs, they weren't going to, or even Devontae and Jacobs, they weren't going to let that happen. They shut that down. Right. We, could, we couldn't do it. We go out there and we let the guys we knew were going to go off if we gave them the opportunity to do so. And that's exactly what they did. I mean, this is, this is like textbook, man. Old school. This is the way it is. I mean, I don't understand it either. Patrick Graham... I'm sorry, guys. He's trash. guy's trash. Because if if it is an effort thing, then that goes back to coaching. Because if there's a guy out there not giving you effort or doing his thing like he's supposed to be doing, as the coach, you have the wherewithal and the say-so to get him out of there. And you're not doing it. And you keep putting – dude, they need to change Jonathan Abrams' number to like 27 or 29, something, because he he, he he doesn't even deserve to wear the number 24. Guy is trash, man. Just absolutely, and we've said it for weeks now, for weeks. He is unplayable. That's how bad it is. So I take that, and that goes back to coaching. How can you have a team with all this young, you know, Firepower, which we were showing last year, come out and all these guys look like they've regressed. I mean, Hobbs, not necessarily. But he's on IR. He's not here and he's not going to be here for a bit. So there's – the troops aren't coming, you know. It is what it is. But the fact that you are literally running out number 24 every week to just look like this, I, I mean – Eventually, it's like, man, there's got to be some culpability there, bro. You're the guy in charge, man, and this is what you're doing? It's bad. Bad news, man.
1: You know, you said you're out on Patrick Graham.
0: You know, I... I am. I really am. I I, I know it's early, but I am.
1: I think I am too, Raspi. Because we didn't, we didn't want the change to begin with. I hate to, I, I don't want to be this "we told you so" type guy. I know how annoying that can be, I, right. I know that's off-putting. But, but we, we, we wanted, we wanted to run it back with Bradley, man, and, and, you know, they decided a different way. But to me, I'm out on Patrick Graham just simply because we see that we're not seeing any adjustments. we all, we were told that he, you know. With the Giants, he was multiple. He was this or that. I don't see any of this multi- multiplicity with this defense at all, Raspy. It seems like we run not only just the same front, the exact same front and looks out every single week, but it seems like we run the exact same coverages every single week, still allowing way too many easy completions right across the middle. You know, the Red Rocket drops back. He wants to go to Camara. One, two, three, bang. He's open right in the middle, right where I want him to be. He takes yep. it to the house. What is the phil- What is what is Graham's true philosophy? Because this multiple crap almost said something else. That would this multiple stuff is not legit. So what is it, what is his ph- philosophy? No quarterback hits. Nope. No effective pressures. What is what is his philosophy? Raspi? I'm reaching here, man. There's
0: nothing there. I mean, there's really nothing there. I mean, I mean, if you want to like base it on his philosophy, which is something else we didn't agree with, which was building a wall with these big, ugly, nasty guys and shutting the rundown. Well, we didn't do that yet again, just like we didn't do it last week. And we escaped with a win because the offense, you know, got their stuff together late. He has not, I don't know what the hell his philosophy could be. Because Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you big stout, fat uglies in the middle. And then I'm going to run out safeties who, couldn't cover my grandma.
1: And give you uh, in, in the middle of the field.
0: And give you absolutely, you know, 20-yard holes in the middle of the of the field to just go and dissect us and make – dude, Andy Dalton literally could have got into the field house, changed into the clothes he wore in and walked out and he probably still smelled fresh. He never even got touched, bro. He didn't even breathe on this guy. What in the hell? And then on top of that, too, this is a game where I think that Andy Dalton has shown in the past that if you can blitz and blitz effectively, which is something, another thing, Graham just doesn't do. You know, we watched him last week, let Gooseneck just shred us. He didn't even try it. We were just like, okay, we're not – okay, so he, he bailed on that. Okay, we're not going to blitz at all. We're just going to let our guys get – well, they weren't getting there. So – you never change and even try to. So how can you fail at something if you never try to actually attempt it? This dude has no plan. I mean, he, he looks – I could coach a better defense than this, man. Anybody out there listening right now could have coached a better defense than this. We're crying out loud, dude. At this point, you might as well just play man and just all-out blitz all the time because you're not stopping anybody anyhow. So – Might as well give yourself an opportunity to maybe make the quarterback, make a mistake because at this point it is too easy for them not to make a mistake because everything's just wide open. He has no philosophy and I'm just tired of this dude. He's wearing, it's worn thin. It's been wearing thin. Uh, If I'd have woke up this morning and heard he was gone, I would have been like, cool, perfect. Let's move on. Give the linebacking coach the,
1: Interim spot. I don't do something. I mean, Rex Ryan is on the staff somewhere. Yeah, I mean, no kidding, right? Talk about a change in philosophy. I mean, we would. Ch- I mean, I don't know if it would be better or not, but we'd be aggressive. Wouldn't it be worse mean, wouldn't be any worse, and we may actually get some heat on the quarterback. That's the thing about Patrick Graham Raspy, is I, I can't decide when I look at what what he's done with the Raiders defense so far. I can't decide has he been worse. With you know pass rush or coverage because the coverage they're just we never make any breaks unless it's Duron Harmon nobody's making any breaks on the ball. Harriman and, and Diablo continue to be awful in coverage. Diablo was good in coverage last year. And Bradley's cover three can't cover anyone. Former safety now can't cover anybody in this system. There's been no growth from, from Abram, like you said. I think that was a beautiful thing you said. Strip him of that number 24 because he is not living up to the legacy of that number with this organization. And Trayvon Merrig has regressed significantly. Looks disinterested, lack of awareness, getting your feet down. He should have easily been able to, to toe tap. Wasn't able to do it. A little bit better in coverage this week, but he's been nothing to write home about in coverage whatsoever. Raspy – you know, with Mark Davis basically saying that McDaniels will be here for a minute. And I think, again, I think that's the right move. I, I hope that too. that... Okay, so you're on record saying that you hope yep. so as well. I do too. I, I hope that that does not also carry over to Patrick Graham. No. But w- what I'll say is this, though, Rasby. I think the Raiders need to obviously fire Graham at the end of the season, unless some some miraculous change takes place. I think the Raiders need to huddle up McDaniel Ziegler maybe even Mark Davis I don't know whoever else they need to decide what kind of defensive philosophy that they want and then go from there and then hire somebody that can deliver that because this just let's just go out and get a guy that I worked with in the past or let's just go get raspy because he was kind of good that one time and he has sort of a name and What do you think, man? What do you think?
0: I I couldn't agree anymore, man. I mean, I think – and we spoke about this, you know, in the offseason. I mean, look what Wink Martindale has done with that Giants team. So it's not like it's slim pickings. You know, there are guys out there that are innovative and can do things. And it's just not working here, man. I mean, I don't know what it is, but I just – to see just the absolute like, like like you said, almost disinterested, it seems like these guys are just like not in it, so that's a huge problem, and it's got to be addressed, and it's and i don't even I don't even know if you wait till the end of the season as far as I'm concerned,
1: well, they do have other guys on the staff, like we said, you know, Rex Ryan, and there's other guys too, yep. but um. I don't think you're necessarily wrong about that. You put an interim guy in there and see what they can do, and um, I just, I just don't understand. They do, you know. And I have to bring up Max Crosby real quick too, because you know, no quarterback hits. He's been great this year. Don't get me wrong; he's been a hands down a Pro Bowl player this year. But when people ask why he, he's not mentioned with the Defensive Player of the Year as much as he, as they think he should. This is why, because in a game where you're facing, like you said, a turnover-prone quarterback, where one strip sack or anything like that, especially early in the game, could have changed the whole tone and tenor of this game. And he was basically – I didn't even really hear his name mentioned at at any point in the game, Raspy. And as far as Chandler Jones goes, I know that I'm done with Jones because I didn't realize it until halfway through the game. I realized that I was watching – the Saints dropped, or, uh, Dalton drop back to pass, and I was only looking at Crosby thinking, okay, Max has to get there. I Somewhere along the line, I stopped even looking at Chandler Jones. So I no longer even have any expectations for Chandler Jones, which means I'm done with him. So this pass rushing duo, Max is living up to it, but you got to get there on games like that on uh, the Sunday. I mean, that's that's the difference between defensive player of the year, Vaughn Miller, Khalil Mack, and where Max is right now.
0: Unique. Come back.
1: I mean serious.
0: Unique. We're sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't I don't get it, man. You ha- you went and dumped a position for another position that you didn't need to. I mean
1: And Brock, did it equator. <laughs> Brock hasn't
0: been Rock hasn't been trashed, but he hasn't been effective either. So what do, I mean, I don't know, man. What are we doing?
1: What, I swear, only the Raiders, man. Only the Raiders, bro. Only the Raiders. You said that we, we exchanged Ngakwe for Jones, thinking it was an upgrade, and we didn't need to, and it was a downgrade. Did the same thing at coordinator. We thought we were upgrading over yep. Bradley. Has not been at all. Um. <sighs> Do you have anything else on this game or do we usually do captain and walk the plank but guys just so you know and I, you guys are going to agree with this I'm sure we're going to break tradition this time there are no captains this week I mean there's performance like that nobody rose to the level we have a high standard for our captain right Raspi it's not just a player that survived and didn't make mistakes or something like that you have to actually be a you have to it's you have to be captain worthy yeah. and I don't think we felt I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I didn't feel like we had any captain worthy performances. What about you?
0: No, we, no, no. <laughs> I mean, not even close, not even close, man. Like you said, we take that, we take that serious, man. We're going to give you the captain nod because you went out there and you handled yours and you put some stats on the sheet. There's none of that.
1: There's none of that. I mean, you know, people want to talk. I I think people will probably get honest about not mentioning the offensive line, but just real quick, I mean, it's hard for me to really put a lot on the offensive line. They did not have their best day, but it was obvious that the Saints made a, a clear point to take the running game away by loading the box, and, you know, they didn't pass protect great, but Derek Carr was holding onto the ball too long. But this is the reason why I don't mention the offensive line as much this time, Raspies is because the two guys that were the worst on the offensive line were James and Miller this game. And those are the two guys that everybody says it's not a problem. So
0: well, I'm, not, I'm not getting on them, man. I watched Carr literally be flat-footed, confused and holding onto the ball for far, far too long, which is something that he is kind of known and prone to do so we talked about this going back man we thought this was going to be a timing offense it is so far away from being a timing offense that I'm not going to go beat up the O-line sorry excuse me I'm not going to go beat up the O-line when I see our quarterback back here flat footed and just staring down guys, and when it's not there, he's getting sacked. or he's, And he almost fumbled again. He caught one in between his knees, man. I mean, he barely got hit, and he damn near fumbled the ball again. So, miss me with that going after this O-line. Nobody's got a problem with the O-line when they're just opening up truck-sized holes for Jacobs. This team came in there, meaning the Saints, ready and dialed in to stop the run game. You had to you you had to be able to score offensively by throwing the ball and we just flat out didn't. So it's a- yeah, so, I mean, basically if, if they're gonna go and take away your run game, man, then it's going to be predicated off the pass game, which is something that we started off this season being that you can't stop this pass game. It was only been in the last few weeks that we have realized that we are a pretty balanced run team. So it missed me with that, man. I'm not going to put it on the O-line on this one. I think the O-line, you know, yeah, you ran into a buzzsaw, man, but you have to be able to react and you have to be able to come back with some offensive firepower that, should have been our offensive passing game and it's just glad I wasn't there so not going to go
1: hard on the O-line this week you bring up a point that I haven't thought a lot about enough about and I haven't heard a lot about you know you bring McDaniels over here with a rhythm passing offense Derek Carr's always been a rhythm thrower where is the quick game here I think I mentioned that our question that after the Chargers game, and I've just sort of forgotten about it since then, but it's still an issue. Where is the quick game in this offense? it 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 doesn't seem to exist. i don't I don't get it either, man. it 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 just doesn't seem like this offense it well, it hasn't been what we thought it was going to be. The way that it was sold to us, the way that we kind of envision all the parts. Seamlessly, the way that it should have fit together, none of that has happened. I guess we should have known by now that that it just doesn't happen like that with the Raiders. I, we we should know better by now, but I guess it's a fool me once situation with the Raiders. But um,
0: well, and we just we begged for that, man. We begged for like an offensive coordinator to come in here with some like change of pace, quick timing routes, man, get the ball out of his hand. That's when he's the best. That's – that's 2016, I think he led the league, dude, at like two-point whatever it was per second of getting the ball out of his hand. This guy is better when he can be on time. So put him early, run that West Coast, and just put him, put him on time. Keep him on time. I have watched so many plays where it's like – they're slow-progressing pass plays, man, trying to go deep. Like, I get going deep, and I'm cool with that. But you have to – it has to be predicated off of being able to have a balanced attack of some sort. So when it's not balanced and they're taking away your run game, it needs to just be those, like, bang, 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 bang. bang. I shot it down later. You know what I mean? That's – I don't understand. I don't – that's his comfort zone, man. And we speak about this every freaking year, and it seems like whenever they do it, it starts to work. We did it last week, late in the game, man. Run the no huddle. Put him in the put him in that stopwatch game. You know what I mean? Where get the ball, get back up to the line, go, 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 go. It seems like he if there's one thing that he's done pretty steadily over his career is he's good with that that fast paced game. It
1: works. Non-existent so it's just it's wild how no coach he's had multiple coaches now multiple offensive coaches now even and play callers and nobody's been willing to to commit to that with him don't get it he's been here for nine this is gonna be nine years and nobody they've been willing to do everything else to try to build around him but they won't empower him in that way it's just the strangest thing to me i don't know maybe maybe uh I'll I'll say this, whether or not they decide to keep or move on from Derek Carr at the end of the season, if they do decide to keep him, I'm willing to say now that this needs to be the last time that they go all in and commit to building around Derek Carr first. Because they've never gone harder in on that, and it's never produced worse results. So if they keep him, he's going to have to be a second or a third tier complementary piece. A game manager. So...
0: I mean, and what's crazy is it's like I know a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, of Nation is like give him a defense, give him a defense, and we're kind of throwing that out there now too. But the thing is, is you can't just give him any defense. We have to give him like a top 10 defense.
1: A, a defense that you can lead with.
0: Yeah. Not necessarily nickname, you know, which the Saints – D yesterday looked like you would have thought they were a nickname defense the way they shut us down yesterday, and they're just not. That's how bad it is on offense. So you have got to get a defense that can show up and show out in the top 10 on a regular basis, man. You cannot be bottom third and hope that Carr doesn't have one of these games because Hart said it. I texted him this earlier, and I was like, Looks it like it's gonna be one of those days for Carr. It's like I knew it, man. You can find out within the first quarter. You know what you're gonna get from him, man. He and the, the, that sucks too, because man, you see some of these other quarterbacks, man, they might have a really lousy quarter, lousy half. They'll have a lousy game completely, man. I mean, this was just garbage. Derek Garbage. He better get his stuff together, dude, or I'm going to continue to go hard on him because I am so, so frustrated with the way he went out there and, you know, just looked shook yesterday. It was bad. It was pathetic. And I take a rookie all day, every day, twice on Sundays if that's what I'm getting from my nine-year veteran. Well,
1: it's the salary, too. I mean, $40 million and you can't even – you can't even, you know, breach the fifty-yard line. Come on, man! What are we talking I mean, about, bro? With with all the weaponry in the world, not just not just a forty million dollars guy running around with raspy and hard on the outside. I mean, he's got yeah. elite weapons everywhere, and you can't even you can't even breach the fifty-yard line with this guy. We you said a no name or a, a nickname defense for the Saints. We did. We made him look like the who the who dat defense or something yeah, like that. We that did. Today. We did. No, you're. I
0: mean, we did. And that's the thing, man. If a, if a defense is going to come out there and shut down what you've been doing well for the last few weeks, then you know what? Start throwing the ball to Jacobs out of the backfield. Get Abdullah in there. Start throwing it to him out of the backfield. Start throwing the ball around because the run game was not working. So that's got to be a little bit on McDaniels. But bottom line, like I've always said, Carr's the guy with the ball in his hands. And when you pay a dude what we've paid this man, which is – you know
1: hundreds of millions upwards
0: of upwards of almost a billion dollars getting pretty close you can't have this dude this is this is trash man so we've given you you know 700 million dollars this is what we get come on man you know there's got to be a return on your investment i texted Hart that yesterday so much invested in this team whether it be financially, you know, organically, mentally, physically. This shit drains you, dude. Excuse my language. But to get no return on your investment is never good. But to get this type of return in a crucial must-win type of game, to just go get just whooped, that's a tough one, man. And you guys are going to have to hear from it. I mean, you guys are going to you're gonna have to answer for this stuff, guys. I mean, you guys make millions and millions of dollars, man. You don't show up. You're going to have to answer for it. So,
1: And for the just get him a defense crowd, which I'm a part of. But here's the thing. I think a lot of people, a lot of Derek Carr fans are in that crowd. And here's the thing. We all say that we want the Raiders to have defense, but I don't think a lot of you guys pay attention to the salary cap and everything else because you yeah. guys seem to think that the teams are built equally and every team's offense and defense should be equally responsible. Guys, for the for the let's just get them a defense crowd. Are we all prepared for them to do what's necessary and invest? in just getting him a defense? Because what that's going to mean is a lot of these toys and all the stuff on offense isn't going to be there. It's going to look a lot different. That's what yeah. I'm really wondering is if the, these car fans who say just get him a defense, do they really understand the economics of the NFL? Because that's going to mean it's going to be – Derek Carr is going to be a second or a third-tier figure when it comes to winning games, Raspy.
0: Well, I'm sorry. When it comes down to it, all Derek Carr is is a second or third-tier figure. I said it, that's all he is, that's all he'll ever be. He will never be the guy that single-handedly goes and wins you a ship. It's not gonna happen. He might stumble his way to a playoff appearance, but I'm sorry, dude, he's not that guy. He is not, I'm not even gonna, he's not even Joe Burrow. I mean, he's not even, you know what I mean? He's, he's, uh, I'm not even going to compare him to guys like Rodgers and Mahomes and Brady. He's not even close. He's as close to those guys as I am. Let's be real, man. He is not going to be that guy. He has to be your second or third tier guy. Let him just go manage a damn ball game. I'll give him credit there. You know, I think if you gave him a predominant stout-ass defense, then he could probably do that. But he's the same one, and it'll go back to hard point that earlier, he was beating the table to sign all these guys and to go get Devontae. Did you ever hear Carr saying anything about go get me some defense? He brought this on himself, <laughs> man. I do not feel sorry for him. I'm sorry. He's going to be good. He'll be good. His grandkids' grandkids will be good. So I'm not – miss me with that nonsense. He's not enough. he will not bring you the ship. So if you want to continue giving this guy millions upon millions of dollars, okay, cool. if it were my pocketbook i wouldn't I wouldn't pay him again. so you him the second time
1: and Rasper, you're right. you said that this team needs a as de- much as it sickens me to say this, you said that this team needs a defense like Denver's minimum going forward. They do? It is. That's what it is. You have to have a defense where, when when the Raiders step off the plane, the first thing that they're thinking about is how to deal with the defense, not the offense, not Derek Carr in the passing game. We've seen it for
0: because nobody's scared of Derek Carr. Nobody is scared of Derek Carr, dude. No one.
1: And it was it it was obvious yesterday that when when you want to, you can stop that. Like you can stop Carr if you if you sell out. I mean, it's it's been proven so. Defense travels and, and we can't go forward with, with Derek Carr being the edge of the sword for the Raiders going into battle anymore. And I'm and I'm a car guy and I'm saying that. We need we need a new we need we need a new spearhead, man, for this organization. It's gotta be a different philo- philosophical approach. We both think defense is the way to do it. And uh, I'm prepared for them to invest that way too. I'm I'm fully prepared. If they said we have to trade Waller and Renfro away, I'm good. If they said they had to Whatever. trade, hey, I'm good. Who was that? I said if they even said that we have to trade Devontae away to get a oh. premiere, uh, you oh, know, a, a, I got Since I would even do that if if the price is right, I would.
0: Hey man, I mean it ain't it ain't happening elsewhere, so. I'm just, I'm so sick of freaking, you know, Carr's been there for nine. We've had two playoff pushes, man, Mm. in this nine year stint with him. I'm so sick. And, and, And the other, probably a good bulk of that has been week six or eight, you're out for the season. I'm tired of this, dude. This is not what winning football looks like. It's so frustrating to be like, yep. Here we are week eight after the bye. We're two and five and the season's over because does anybody really think in their right mind that we're going to go on like some four or five game winning streak? We, no, couldn't I... even, we couldn't even score a point, man. I mean, let's be real. I thought I... we could. I really thought we could. And I got a freaking egg on my face. And I looked like an absolute moron for believing that they, that they could. And now I know stupid. I'm not looking stupid anymore for this team.
1: Man, I, I think cover
0: this will, team and I will, you know, I will love my nation family and everybody at the silver and black hack. I love it. I will love that and I'll continue to give you everything I have. But I'm not going to be, like Hart said, duped anymore.
1: I think it's more likely that the Raiders don't win another game the rest of the year than it would be then be going a five, six game winning streak at this right. point. Which is sad. Who do you you got, got wrong, man? You're not wrong. Who you got walking the plank real quick?
0: DC. It's
1: time you walk
0: the plank. Yeah. Get up there, man. Own that. Stand on that. I mean, I'm going to rattle them off real quick as if nation doesn't already know, and I don't mean to, like, make anybody sick. Hopefully you're not eating right now. 15 to 26 for 101 yards for a whopping 57.7% passer, or, you know, or, or pass percentage. 3.9 average per pass. One pick, sacked three times, like I said earlier, probably should have been more like six. 50.3 rating with a whopping 14 QBR and also no wherewithal to ever stop the bleeding when it was falling apart early and not finding a way to rally and at least just start dinking and dunking to try to put yourself in the opponent's territory at any given time. Stidham is the only quarterback that even touched their, that side of the ball or that side of the field. I mean, what else can I say? It trash. One of nine... I got another one for you. One of nine of, of plays of uh 10, or 10 yards or more. I mean, it was just... Couldn't have been worse. I don't think it could have been worse. 101 yards in an NFL football game from a quarterback who is making $40 million a year? Holy cow. What are we even talking about? This is like... Uh, I don't I don't I don't even get it. I have no idea. I do not understand. Cannot put a finger on it other than the fact that TC's not the guy. It's just this season we've spoke about it, Nation. The more things change, the more they stay the same. What else can we say? I mean it's you sit here and you make all these adjustments and all these changes to try to Give him every opportunity to to succeed, and it's the same old BS. I'm over it, man. I'm sick. We deserve more than this. As Raider Nation, as fans, as loyal supporters of this team, whether it's buying gear, buying tickets to the game, watching every single game, pouring your emotions out, pouring your heart out, and to, to get kicked in the teeth like this, DC, you better own this one, man, and you better figure it out, dude. Because the only way that this dude can change the dynamic of how things are going and how I feel about him, you'd have, you better go rattle off four straight wins to get us to 500, which I don't think you'll ever do. So basically, we're mailing it in week eight. What a bummer, man.
1: Can't disagree. I mean, I, Ryan Fitzpatrick would be able to put up numbers with these types of weapons around him. He did that in the past. So it's just crazy to think that we're struggling. We can't even cross midfield with with Derek Carr. I can't argue with that. I'm going to go ahead and go. Man, there's so many ways that I could go here. Right. I'm going to go Renfro because I just don't feel like there's enough attention being brought to this. I could have gone to pass rush, but I don't think Max Crosby deserves to be to be planked this year, and he would have been part of that, you know, just a pass rush as a whole. So, you know, he wasn't good yesterday, but I don't think he's been plank worthy. But Hunter Renfro, man, it's time you walk the plank. Because I just don't feel like there's enough attention being brought to this. I could have gone to pass rush, but I don't think Max Crosby deserves to be, to be planked this year and he would have been part of that you know just a pass rush as a whole so you know he wasn't good yesterday but I don't think he's been plank worthy but Hunter Renfro man for all the reasons why we said earlier in the show been non-existent in this offense I get that there is a concussion I'm not talking about that but when he's been on the field and cleared to play he's been an absolute no-show non-existent like he's a part of the witness protection program or something out there like he got caught up in the mob, in the mob scene out there in Vegas or something just MIA out there man and an offense that historically has been custom fit custom suited to players with his exact same skill set or something very similar to that so the fumble in overtime against the Cardinals that that cost us the, the game he's just he really hasn't had any sort of imprint on this season at all so You got the contract extension, and it's just not acceptable, man. This is supposed to be a passing first team. The passing offense is supposed to be the strength of this organization, and they led us to exactly zero points yesterday. So for all those reasons, and I could go on. I I could honestly go on. I'm going to go ahead and run for, man. It's it's time to – he's got to be held accountable just like Waller does. So Hunter Renfro, walk in the plank.
0: Agreed, man. I mean, you got, like, like I said, these returns on these investments, man, they have been few and far between. I think the only guy that has literally stood up to his contract at this point is, is Mad Max, so. That's
1: it. That's it. And for people that say that we're too hard on the offense, that's because that's where they're spending. If they start spending more on yeah. defense, offense will go there. And the yeah. evidence here, because we've all been very hard on Chandler Jones, right? Because of what he's gotten paid and what yeah,
0: support- man. You go give this guy a monster contract. You're expecting results, and I'm not even saying they don't have to even be monstrous. If if Chandler Jones had four or five sacks right now and was throwing effective pressures out on at a nice clip, bro, we wouldn't say a word
1: about him. I promise you. Unless we're praising him, yeah, you know. So zero. By the way, zero effective pressures yesterday. It wasn't just quarterback hit anybody, hit, huh? Across the board, zip
0: from anybody.
1: Just, wow, zip zilch.
0: That is so sad. For <laughs> That is so sad. Like, literally not. Dude, you're not even talking about, like, zero sacks. It's like zero effective pressures, dude. All you got to do is just get in the guy's face once in a while. Like, nothing?
1: We did not affect one single drop back that the guy had. We We didn't sack him. We didn't effectively pressure him. Wow. He was able to get drop back and do whatever he wanted. Yep.
0: Making Andy Dalton, making Andy Dalton look like Joe Montana. I said it too last week. I said you cannot let every quarterback that comes in here no matter who he is look like freaking Joe Montana. And yet we did it yet again. Yet again.
1: Dalton's rating in that game, Raspy? Oh, I don't
0: even want to know, but tell me. Seventeen. Very
1: Montana esque.
0: Wow. Wow, sorry, nation. I know this is a tough one, man, but we uh, we pride ourselves, like Art said, on the realest takes, man. And we've been kind of sipping some of our own too late. We gotta we gotta check ourselves. This was a this was a definite eye opener for the both of us. That's why we apologize to you guys, man. We love this team but we will not be fanboys for this team either. So, Nation, tough pill to swallow, man. Tough to say that the season's over. But barring something drastic, you know, it is what it is, man. We got to start looking towards the future and figuring out what in the hell this is going to look like. I hope McDaniels and what I've seen, I think think that he'll – He's willing to make those tough decisions that a lot of coaches just aren't. So we'll see how it goes. But in the meantime, we're going to hit you up, man. We're going to talk about the Jacktown game coming up. We'll get into that a little later on this week. But we love y'all, man. Appreciate you guys venting with us. Hopefully this can be a little bit of therapy for you guys because it definitely is for us. Love y'all, man. It's a tough one. Things got to change. We all know it. You know, we're not telling you anything you don't know other than maybe some advanced analytics and some stats. Maybe you hadn't heard. We're trying to give you everything we can, but we see it by watching the games, man. It's just not good enough. We have to get better. We have to figure this out. But regardless, win, lose, or tie, we're going to be right here, man. And we appreciate that out of each and every one of you and are just so glad to be on this trip with you. So y'all be good, man. Try to enjoy the rest of your week. Got a chance to, you know, get this bad taste out of our mouth and try to move forward next week. But, boy, is there a lot of work to do. Nation, y'all
1: be good. Peace. A lot of work to be done. A lot of work to be done, guys. And it doesn't look like it's necessarily going to be something that comes to fruition this year with the two and five start. But guys, uh, as Raspi said, we're going to dive into the Jags game with the same excitement and intensity as we would any other game, a playoff game or anything else. And we're going to do that all year long. So make sure to keep it here with us. You're home for the realest Raiders takes are going to be even more real going forward. Advanced. (laughs) (laughs) advanced stats and analytics but uh we appreciate you guys and you know it is what it is just like raspy said but in the meantime guys enjoy it we'll be right back here with you the raiders gotta find some kind of way to get back to the motto and just gotta win baby